time. And welcome everybody. Episode number 19, the Stevie Iserman edition of Hat Trick Hockey. Ant here with the boys on Zoom tonight. We're all watching football, I'm assuming. We'll, f- we'll flip it over to Wally first. Wally, what's going on, brother? How's everything? Us? Not too much, man. How's it going? How's everything over there? Ah, so-so. What did you do this weekend? <laughs> what was that? What did you do this weekend? Uh, actually, I had a uh, friend of mine's 50th birthday party, man. So uh, we all spent some time out of the Wolfhead Distillery there and jammed it pretty hard. It was a lot of fun, actually. Today's just been a day of rest in football. Crushing the couch, as Rob would say. <laughs> Crushing the couch. One yeah, of those nights. Yes, cool. sir. And we'll flip it over to Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Oh, fantastic, as usual. Got to spend it with my girl. Wally, I could fucking blindfold you with dental floss right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boys. Oh, are, yeah. But That's why I said the boys enjoying the show from our houses. So we uh, normally, we're all partaking a little bit, shall we? shall we say, tonight. But what this is medicinal yeah. right now. <laughs> so uh me and my brothers all got together. We went out to dad's bench. It was the anniversary of him passing on Saturday. So uh yeah, we got together, went to the Columbia Club, had a bunch of food, some drinks. It, it was a great time. It was a great time just hanging out with my brothers. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, man. I seen that picture you guys had there, man. That was a great pick. You and yeah, the boys. Yeah. Everybody, Thanks, on, the, everybody yeah. on the bench grin ear to ear. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, it's because I fake giving my brother a handy on the bench. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that will uh, fucking usually get everybody laughing. Oh, everybody was laughing about it. So Kenny, Kenny couldn't couldn't not smile about it. So <laughs> That's yeah, it was funny. a good time. I just did some yard work, caught up on the yard, mulched all the leaves and shit like that. Pretty low low key weekend for me. After a week off of work, I'm headed back to work. So that's why we're obviously recording on a Sunday night instead of Monday. But uh, because I'm back on afternoons, I fucking hate afternoons. What a shitty shift, four to 12, but whatever. Got got to make the money, got to feed the babies. I hate working. Yeah, me too. So real quick, since we're in the uh, Iserman edition here, real quick, he did, uh, he played, 1,514 games, 692 goals, 1,063 assists, 1,755 points. Also won pretty much every award imaginable. Most importantly, three-time Stanley Cup champion. So shout out to Stevie Y, now the Red Wings general manager. I'm loving the moves he's made so far. Speaking of one of those moves real quick while we're on the Red Wings topic, Anthony Mantha. Stud. Yeah, signed a new four-year deal. So that guy is a monster too, by the way. But he signed a four-year deal. It's worth $22.8 million. Well, can I just comment on Iserman's uh, stats for a second there? Sure. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's not that, bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's good right? not bad. Okay. Is that good? Sure. Well, you already rolled into the Manta thing. I wanted to comment on Iserman. And and with with Eisenman like that, I I I love the guy. Like I'm a Maple Leafs fan. Fucking hated Detroit. And you know, but if there was anybody I wanted to see in the NHL win a cup, it was him. Yeah, he's just yeah. a stud. What a stud. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Leaf fan too. But I mean, Stevie Y was Mister Eisenman. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Always respect for that guy for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, came to Detroit, stay there to the very end. That's rare these days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, the other uh, 19 did the same thing, right? Mr. Sackick. Yeah. Right? Another did. total butte. Oh, two buttes right there. I still say that those are, without a doubt, two of the best to ever wear that number 19. Yeah. Actually, I heard, I heard a funny story. Through, uh, I, I watched uh, Darren McCarty's uh, something to do with Darren McCarty, and, and uh, it was something along the lines of they were all playing against Chicago one time, and the Chicago-Detroit was like a huge rivalry, obviously, the Lemieux days, all that crap, you know what I mean, drapes and all that. And, OG6. Uh, so Darren McCarty's saying this story, and he's telling the story about how Avery, Sean Avery or whatever, was playing for the Wings. He was just his first couple of years, and you know how he's a big mouth. You know what I mean? He was a rookie, I believe. So I guess he's so I guess he's sitting there, and uh, Joe Sackett comes skating by the the Detroit bench, and Avery stands up and starts chirping Sackett, and the boys all grabbed him and sat him down and, and looked at him and said, we, "We don't, you don't speak to Mr. Sackett." <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just shows Isn't you the real respect within. You know what I mean? It was yeah. quite a funny story, though. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I think it was. Brett Hall or somebody that said that to him. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because it was. Well, yeah, that's I, one guy must have read the, the same story. I was. Yeah. yeah, it was it was Avery's rookie year. I believe it was. Uh, it might have been the 2001 to 2002 yeah, season, but I'm pretty sure that's what I'm just going by when Brett Hall was there. Yeah. So, but I guarantee you it was Brett Hall because I did hear the same story. I was like, yeah. whoa, like you don't yeah. hear stuff like that, but just yeah. the respect that guy has, you know what I mean? It's insane, yeah. Rob. No, oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like there's, there's certain people that in the NHL, you just don't fucking talk to that way. And he's no. one of them. Yeah. Eisenman yeah. would be another one. Gretzky would yeah. be another one. You know, like you can, you can name all of them off, but when you're some – you know, shit weasel that you've been in the league for a year or two and and you're, you're chirping somebody of that caliber. Come on. Right. You know, I love Sean Avery. I love the way he played. I loved all, all the, the antics. I lo- it, it was great for hockey. He got his own yeah. rule change. You know what I mean? But there's some people you just don't talk to like that. Yeah. I actually watch him quite a bit on a couple of his Instagram posts that he used to do or whatever. He's, he's, he's got a couple of good posts, man. Yeah, he just oh, – yeah. he chews the shit out of everybody for the way wow. they park in fucking New York. Like, let's people have it. Yeah, oh, he yeah. does not mind using that most. That's oh, for sure. He's got, pretty, he's got a pretty sweet podcast, and, and he speaks his mind, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does have a sweet podcast, actually. Um, Real quick, do you guys want to touch on Anthony Manta before you guys uh, – before we – move on real quick because i know sure, we what was it about him? what's that i said what was it about him that you brought up again oh just he just signed a new uh four-year deal 22.8 mil so he's gonna average out like just over five mil a year i think he makes like four something the first year and then he goes up to like over five nearly i think six for the last three so what do you guys think of that signing rob that's a good sign. Like he, he's a stud. I like yeah. him. Yeah, I think he's a great sign. He's one of the uh, he's one of the core guys, right? So, 
having him in there is definitely going to help. I love the moves that Eiserman's made. Everybody is saying that so far that he's been the one who's made the best moves. So hopefully those pay off being a Wings fan. Um, couple well, shoes. he had a good teacher, so I can only see uh, good things coming, to be fair. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, so a couple shitty things here uh, before we keep going here. We lost a couple absolute legends. Uh, first one being Alex Trebek. He uh, passed away at the age of 80 after a long battle with cancer. Wally, you had a few notes on him, right? Yeah, stage four pancreatic cancer, huge hockey fan. He was a he was a Wings fan to begin with when uh, Gordie Howe was playing, but once Howe retired, he swapped over to the Canadians and then uh, kind of had a little uh, fallen in love with the Ottawa Senators. Senators at the end, he was, uh, I guess he called out this year's uh, draft pick in the, one of the draft picks in the 2020 draft. Um, he uh, actually handed out the Hart Trophy last year in 2019. So, I mean, he's just been big in the hockey community. So it's a sad day for anybody. And uh, especially if you were a Jeopardy fan on that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Rob? Oh, I wasn't smart enough to watch Jeopardy. <laughs> but it is sad that he died. He was a great guy, you know, great man. He did a lot for his communities, you know, and, and he was a huge Ottawa fan too as well. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it was sad to hear that he went because uh, he was always respectful. It seemed, uh, you, you know, never never in the news anything bad about him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a sad day. He was on – how long was he on that show for? Why do you oh, ask fucking Lord. questions? Uh, uh, no, I just want to say, like – I think that I just came to say the late 80s, if I'm right. I was going to say, like, it's probably almost as long as I've been born. <laughs> I oh, remember it's been being a kid myself time. and that being on, so it's old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be over over thirty years for fun. Yeah, and he was really sure. smart, man. He knew all the answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he's actually a pretty good hockey player? No, I did not know that. Like he can actually play. Uh, he 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 was doing all those uh, all those like freaking parody games and stuff. Like he used to play in those and uh, and like in like Hollywood and stuff like that. And, but he like, he's actually like was, was real good on his skate. So, so that sucks. So rest in peace to him. Well, he's from Sudbury, Ontario. So I imagine he mm-hmm. grew up with some time with skates on. So, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also the uh, hockey world lost Howie Meeker. He died at the, he was 97 he played 346 games in the league, all with the Leafs. He had 83 goals, 102 assists, 185 points. He also coached one year with the Leafs in 1956 and 57 season. He also won the Calder, the 46 and 47 season. So do you guys want to say anything about that, Wally? Well, yeah, Howie Baker, I mean, was uh, huge in my childhood. I still remember Peter Puck and all that kind of stuff, being a kid like kids these days watching the uh, watching the NHL uh, back in the day, I believe, if I'm correct. Uh, he had uh, Coach's Corner was the first intermission, and the second intermission was always Howie Meeker, Peter Puck. So it was always good. Uh, they, you know, he just did short drills to show kids on certain things, how what to practice. I mean, it was a really cool tool to have when you were – a child back in my day and uh, no internet and nowhere to find information and, you know, just somebody to tell you. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Rob? Yeah, he's he was the one that taught me how to turn left, but he never had a drill on turning right. So right. Yeah, uh, and I remember Peter Puck, man. I you fought so hard to stay awake to that second intermission, so I go watch I Peter Puck and man, yep. and, and like you said, all the drills they had, all the drills and. The, they they would teach you about the offsides and the and you know what what referees were calling penalties what their hand signals meant you know like it was really cool it was a very good learning tool and it's too bad they don't have anything like that uh, nowadays like it, it was it was awesome I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and it's too bad we lost it he was a great great guy yeah I know I've I've read a bunch of freaking stuff on him today and all the time it's always. Always that freaking Peter Puck. And you've actually said something about it in the past on this show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that was when, like, I had my lunchbox for, with uh, clear, clear the Track for Eddie Shack. Yeah. You know, yes. That, that was It was awesome, man. Like, that hockey was just, just a bomb. Mm-hmm. So... And, yeah, he, and you know what? It was a, it was a really tough week this week too. We lost Sean Connery as well, right? Yeah. So that really yeah. sucked too. Yeah, they always. Hello, Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always say that they always come in threes, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, so shitty week. Um. Other than that, should we uh should we flip it over to the interview or what? We should Let's probably do, do that. My phone's gotta die. All right, well, let's do that. We'll flip it over to the interview. We have Wheatley Sharks assistant coach, Paul Gossman. So enjoy, guys. Total butte. Roll it. And this episode of Patrick Hockey is brought to you by Eric Standell, Remax Realtor. If you want your house sold, you need to call Eric. You boys know him, eh? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, butte. Total butte. Total butte. Ladies and gentlemen, this next cat on with us is the assistant coach for the Wheatley Sharks. I want to give a big hat trick hockey welcome to Mr. Paul Gossman. Paul, what's going on, buddy? How's everything? Uh, it's going good. Well, I guess it's going good. We got uh, a whole bunch of practices scheduled, no games. So I guess, no, I'm lying. It sucks right now. Getting uh, tired of this practice. All, all the practice stuff, eh? Do you guys have any idea when you're going to start games? You know what? Everything's up in the air right now. We uh, a lot of talk going on, you know, about doing maybe some uh, some games with Blenheim, uh, but kind of like a inner squad setup with this mm-hmm. crap hockey they got set up going out five on five with no scrums and no hitting. And but uh, I, I'm not nobody is exactly sure because it's not really up to us, right? So we're kind of waiting to hear from the higher ups on how we're going to go about this. Mm-hmm. The boys got to be just chopping at the bit, eh? Well, yeah, I would say they are. I mean, there's uh, – I, some of them are happy about the no-hitting thing, and, we, you know, you know those type <laughs> of hockey players. But uh, there's some that are just not – some that are not happy about it at all. But, you know, chopping at the bit, yeah, I guess. You know, I really feel bad for, like, the overage guys because I really don't know what's going to happen this season. And then next year, are they going to be allowed to play, you know, as a 22-year-old? Who knows? So – a lot of mm-hmm. talk about that. Maybe that could be a possibility, but it's all talk. Nothing for sure. That really sucks for those kids, eh? Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know, you're like going in your last year and then it's just ripped away from you. I couldn't imagine that feeling. And not only that, if you're, if you're a grinder or, you know, like you're, you're a tough kid, you, you play tough, you play hard, now you can't play that way. 
No, you got to be, you got to go out there and, and, you know, you play a game that you're not accustomed to. It's not, I mean, it can't be fun. That's for right. sure. I know I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it as a player. I mean, Coaching is one thing, but, uh, you know, I feel like if we're going to be doing this, if we're going to be playing with no contact, A, um, how the hell are you going to fans? I mean, who's going to come watch it? I don't know. Maybe everybody will come watch it. And B, it's just, uh, it's like coaching Adams to me, you know, yeah. <laughs> going backwards. So whatever, it is what it is. It's still hockey. It's better than nothing, but we'll see what, we'll see where it goes. You're going to get a lot of them tree huggers in there. <laughs> uh, not, not in Wheatley. I don't think <laughs> crushing OVs and whiskey. Yeah, definitely. No, there'll be nothing. I mean, you're going to, you're going to hear him boo. And if there's no hitting, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like how hard is it to tell kids that age? Like, Hey, don't hit, don't like, it's going to lead to everything else. All like, you're still going to get scrums cause you're going to be hacking and whacking hooking and holding like you know what i mean it's still going to create those scrums like you can't tell these kids not to scrum well that's what i don't understand is like how does hitting you know how is that going to result in a decline in this covid-19 virus when everybody's going in the corner and there's scrums face-offs guys sitting on the bench together i mean you could do whatever you want in my opinion hitting is not going to change anything mm-hmm. I'm not a health ex- expert, so maybe I'm 100% wrong. I don't know. But to me, I think if you're going to play the game, just play the game. And if we can't play the game the way it's supposed to be played, then we probably should just wait it out and start next season. But uh, that's just my opinion. I mean, either way, I'm going to be there coaching if it goes. And if it doesn't go, I'm still going to be coaching through practicing and getting the boys ready for next season. Mm-hmm. Now, where, where, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Leamington and Wheatley, between the two towns. Um, you know, a little bit I lived in Wheatley when I was younger, really young, and then we moved to Leamington. And then uh, back in Wheatley when I was a teenager, actually, when I was with the Sharks, I was living in Wheatley. Okay. Nice. When, when, when did you get started playing hockey? Oh, it was, uh, well, you know, I, I think about four years old. I was uh, started playing then. But, you know, you know how it was back then without there was no power skating or anything like that. I mean, we were skating, we're doing the figure skating stuff, all that crap mm-hmm. before hockey. And then, then my dad got me on the ice uh, with the mites. And from there it took, uh, took shape. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of hockey player were you? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. Some say not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your close friends. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a coach now. What's that say? <laughs> um, no, uh, you know, uh, I was the game was different back then. Um, I was uh, used in certain situations um, to be the guy that go out and protect uh, some of our better players. And you know, sometimes I did a good job. Sometimes I did did uh, a bad job, and but I did <laughs> the best I could. Yeah, that's all you could do, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like. You know how it is growing up, you know, you never dreamed of uh, going out there and dropping the mitts all the time, but that's just the way it went. And when you're, you know, 16 years old and you're chomping at the bit to play junior hockey, you know, it's, you're, you're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to play the game. And yeah. uh, I did what the coach asked me to do. And the babes love it, eh? Um, no, not when you come <laughs> back with missing teeth and your lips are all this, you know, 
huge and black eyes <laughs> and cuts and you're bleeding from anywhere. It was ugly. There were some nights it was pretty ugly. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can tell by that missing tooth from the last interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You know, I could take it out if you guys want. If it'll make the interview better. <laughs> Did you lose that in a fight? Okay, here's how it went down. Playing Alveston. Uh, we're playing Alveston and Wheatley and uh, the, the old Alveston Flyers. And we, there was a scrum out front of the net and I got, I got cross-checked from behind and I kind of my mask flipped up and I hit my teeth on, uh, on the crossbar and, and everything kind of smashed in. But then the next week uh, I was in uh, Kingsville and uh, one of the guys popped me with one good one. And I was actually uh, winning the fight pretty good. The guy was turtling, and he threw one haymaker up from his knees and popped me right in the mouth and popped one tooth that I was pissed right off. <laughs> <laughs> and I spit it out. No, I like turned and I spit the damn tooth out. I'm going, that was stupid. I could have kept that thing. I probably could have fixed it. But good luck finding the tooth on the ice, right? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Those cross-checking bitches. Yeah, whatever. You're going to see a lot of that this, this year, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, you're gonna see, uh, yeah, you're gonna see a lot of dirty stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot more stick work where nobody can do nothing, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's the argument that uh, you're gonna see a lot more stick work, and then there's the argument you're gonna see a high flying, high tempo type of hockey game. I guess it's wait and see what's gonna happen. But I truly believe there's gonna be, there's been always cheap shots in hockey, and you're not gonna take that away. And uh, without anybody out there policing it, it's going to get ugly that's my opinion but maybe i'm 100 wrong we'll see so what would they do if there's a fight like are, are they going to add some other like anything on for the five or are they just going to leave it just the five like how are they going to do it if they're trying to get everybody away from fighting right nobody knows i mean nobody really knows like it, there's a lot of talk that originally I don't know if you guys seen any of the kids playing hockey the way they're doing it like there is no face-offs no nothing yeah. if you get a penalty it's a penalty shot and everybody chases you you know you start the players start on a blue line and you go on a breakaway and they chase you and it's live play after that so I don't know how they're gonna handle fighting if there is a fight like it's I, <laughs> it's gonna be hard I mean I wouldn't want to be a referee that's for sure no it's gonna be tough well, the penalties you got to call, what what is, what isn't, you know, it's it's going to be all new to them too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if they just the scrums are talking about scrums, you know, they're going to blow it down if there's a scrum in the corner for too long. It's like, look, so if I'm a defenseman and we're in trouble in our own end, I'm just going to pin the puck on the boards and have everybody come in and tackle me. They're going to blow the whistle. Yeah. So now what is that delay game? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what it's, it's crazy. So, so you you were a D man. I was defenseman. Yeah. How, how'd you how'd you get into playing D? My dad was a defenseman, oh. and uh, it was natural to just uh, do what your dad did, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I was always a bigger kid. Um, maybe probably not the best skater, so they threw you back on D back in those days, right? And uh, if you're really bad skater, made you a goalie, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I know that I just developed as defenseman and uh, continued developing as defenseman. And from there, you know, went to, went to junior hockey as defenseman. Mm -hmm. When did, when did you start playing junior? Uh, when I was 16 years old. 16? Yeah. Um, back then it would have been like, you went 
Bantam major, and then you turned 16. I played junior hockey after that. And that was for Wheatley? And I played for Wheatley. Yeah, one, one year in Wheatley, and then two years in Bow River. And then uh, up north, uh, went to Thunder Bay, played a year of junior B up there, and then a year of junior A up there. Okay. Now, you won some championships. Yeah, a couple of them. Now, who were, who were those with, and what championships did you win? Oh, so Bantam Minor, we won OMAJ championship here in South Point. Uh, and then Bantam Major, we won uh, the OMAJ championship, OHF championship, Silver Stick, North American Silver Stick, you name it, we won it. It was wow. one of those. Had and a then, fucking wagon you were on there, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, uh, we had quite the hockey team. I mean, there was, there was three guys off that hockey team that, uh, you know, went and played junior hockey the next season. They got drafted to the OHL. I mean, there was no AAA hockey with these guys or nothing. So it says something about the hockey back then, you know, in the smaller towns. You didn't have to go play AAA hockey to be noticed, right? So, right. Yeah, who, and then uh, – Who were those guys? What's that? Who were the guys that uh, end up going play junior? Dan Armstrong and Troy Doodle uh, off that team. Um Dan went to Mississauga. He played uh, in Mississauga for a season. And uh, Troy was drafted to Sarnia. And I was drafted to Plymouth. But there was other guys. I mean, Mike Williams was, was playing junior hockey. Uh, Steve Stickney. I mean, there was virtually, like, at least half the hockey team was uh, out there playing junior hockey in the next at least two years. So, it's it pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Some good coaching then, eh? Well, we had Reg Mulholland. I don't know if you know Reg Mulholland. No. Uh, Reg Mulholland, he was uh, he uh, coached us uh, two years, and uh, he played a little bit for the Montreal Canadiens. He had a sniff in the show. Um, he was the coach of the Leamington Flyers back in the 80s. I, I believe it was 1981 when they won their championship. So, yeah, he was coaching us. Then we had uh, Doug Grubb coaching us, and uh, yeah, we had lots of good coaches. Doug McDonald. I mean, I could go on forever. Oh, didn't you win a small Scott? Uh, we won the Great Lakes. With who? So that was with Bell River. Oh, okay. Yeah, we won. Uh, we that was the year that we played uh, Wallaceburg. We were down in uh, the Great Lakes Cup. I guess you'd call it the Small Cup now, or whatever you want to call it, the yeah. Great Lakes Cup. Um, yeah, we're down three games to nothing. And uh, come back in that series and beat them in the best of seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was quite something. Wallsburg shows up in game seven with uh, no jerseys, so we what? had them beat before. They, yeah, yeah, the uh, trainer must have been fighter after that game. But uh, Wallsburg showed up in game seven, and they had to wear Bow River Canadian practice jerseys to play us. Holy oh. shit! <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah, yeah. And those games—they were crazy games. Like we were, you know, that series was tight all series. One goal games. Uh, one of the games we won in double overtime. Puck was kicked in, but wasn't kicked in. They—I don't know—they allowed the goal in for us, but uh, it was definitely kicked in. It, it was in Bar River, wasn't it? It was. It, yeah, it was in Wallsburg, <laughs> and uh, everybody went nuts. And but. Uh, we went on in that series and uh, end up in game seven when they showed up with no jerseys. That, like that game was over before it started. I think we smoked them by about seven goals. So, oh yeah, well, what a fucking letdown wow. that is. That's, that's a huge mind fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and your own team did it to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a good situation for them. That's oh, wild. Man. 
Oh boy. Um, do you have a few things you want to keep asking him about his playing? Because I'm going to ask him about his team. If you have a few more things you want oh, to yeah. ask. Well, him. I, I, was, I was curious, uh, where, where was the toughest place that you uh, played hockey in? Like when you were playing junior and. Uh... Like toughest town? Toughest, toughest. Yeah, toughest arena to go into and play. The old Essex Arena. Yeah. The old, oh, the old Essex Arena was, was very tough. Small ice rink, good hockey team, tough players. Um, I mean, they had uh, Dave Sternbauer back then. He was, in my mind, was the toughest guy in the league. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was always – you always go into that barn knowing that, uh, you know, even if he didn't mean to, you're going to get a few shots in the head with his elbows just because he was like seven feet tall. So, it was uh, – Essex was a tough place. And the dress room just sucked. It was like – like you said, mind-fucking you. When you get in that stupid dressing room, it's like, Jesus Christ, like, where are we? We're in medieval times here. We're in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you go out on that barn. You know what? It was the classic barn. I missed that barn. But Essex was probably the toughest place to play with a close second going to Wallsburg because Wallsburg, again, small rink, small dressing rooms, mm-hmm. um, tough hockey team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in my mind, those were the two places. I, I didn't like playing. I did like playing. I should lie. I, 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 I loved playing there because it was my type of game. But it was it was tough on our hockey teams. Well, those dressing rooms weren't any bigger than a baseball dugout. You know, all that was missing was a wood stove. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, if I had a wood stove in there, it would have been would have and been an ice hole. What about <laughs> yeah. when you when you hopped off the bench in that old barn? It felt like a like a huge fucking drop, eh? Well, yeah, it was like what a foot off the ice from the floor to the to the. Yeah. To the floor. Oh, but I mean, if you jump over the boards and like oh, off the bench, exactly. not, it feels like a huge drop. That was like the old Leamington barn too. It's like yeah, same to, thing. So yeah, same thing. It was it was a long ways down to get to the ice, but uh, yeah, it sure made it easy on us when we got to regular rinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were you were drafted also, right, by um, uh, Plymouth, Plymouth Whalers, yes. So, what happened there? Did you get you get hurt or something? No, I well, yeah, I busted my shoulder up when I was in the Flyers camp prior to uh, to the Plymouth camp. I still went to camp. I mean, but uh, it was it was a bad situation for me. I was just just taking a shot. I was popping my shoulder out. It was it was not a good time for me. I was pretty devastated that I really didn't even have a chance to even you know go on from there. So. It, you know, that's the way it goes, though, right? You know, my dad told me not to go to the Flyers camp that year because you're going to Plymouth, and I went anyways. And one of the guys got me in the shoulder, popped it out, and I figured out it's okay. It's just a, you know, separated shoulder and went to camp anyways. And every time I went to take a shot or do anything, my shoulder was popping out. But that's the way she goes. That's the game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and truthfully, I wasn't going to, you know, that team was a good hockey team. I wasn't going to make the team. But, uh, like, they had Leguan and Justin Williams and all those guys were playing then. And, uh, you know, guys coming back from NHL camps after training camp. It was like there was no way in hell. So, but it was a good experience. It was fun. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world other than uh, the only thing I would have changed is I went to, wouldn't have went to the Flyers camp prior to that. Yeah. yeah. In hindsight, right? <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, right? Did you get any more shots at junior? Uh, no, nothing after that. Uh, Peter DeBoer was uh, the coach, and uh, he basically told me after that, uh, you, 
uh, in, in a very nice way of telling me, uh, you're not good enough. So, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just kicking he was, the balls. Uh, he, yeah. He's like, uh, you got anywhere to play, uh, after this? And I said, well, yeah, I'll just go back to Bell River. It's no big deal. So I went back to Bell River with my tail between my legs and, uh, it's the way it went. Right. <laughs> that fucking blows. Nah, not really. You say every time I was watching the Sharks play, the San Jose Sharks play the last couple of years there in Las Vegas this year. So, yeah, that guy cut me. No way <laughs> so how, how did you get started into coaching? When, uh, well, when I went up north uh, playing uh, junior B and junior A, the last year I played for the junior A team as the Bulldogs, Thunder Bay Bulldogs up there. Uh, the guy uh, up there I got along with uh, Rod Skirving. He was a general manager of the team, and uh, it's one of them deals. You know, it's your last season playing, and you, you know it's the end of the road, and and you, you know guys can tell. You know, you still got the still got the fire in you, and you still want to do it, but you're you're not allowed anymore, right? So he said, asked me if I was interested in coaching next year. Of course, I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll I'll jump on that, and I didn't think anything of it, and and uh, I thought I'd just you know help out with practice and and uh, do what I could do for him. And, and that season right away, they put me on the bench. I was uh, behind the defense that year. So I went right from playing junior to, to coaching junior, you know, one summer, that's all that separated that. What a change. Wow. Yeah, it was a huge change, but it was fun. It was a good time up there. Well, that's what they say, right? Those who can't play coach. And those who can't play, who can't coach ref, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what about now? Like, how's how's all the fucking boys looking? Like, how's everything going so far in camp? Well, uh, well, it's, we still got a lot of guys at camp right now. I mean, we still have two teams of, I want to say, at least 18 that are coming out for each practice. So, like, we're splitting them up two nights a week. So, mm -hmm. we're starting to cut them down. Um, I mean, our team is really – wasn't changing that much. I, I mean, I had a couple defensemen leave one from an overage and one basically just didn't want to play because there's no hitting and I didn't, didn't blame him. That's, it was his game. So, I mean, we had those positions filled already. We had guys penciled in for those positions, but uh, my defense core is a little bit younger, a little more mobile than what it was. Um, up front, uh, we're pretty strong up front goaltending. Uh, we still got 40 in that. And uh, we got a young kid uh, right now we're looking at that uh, we'll see how he fits in. But, I mean, I'm really not worried about goaltending. It should uh, take its place. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it's tough to tell right now until we play, play a damn game. I mean, how, how can I honestly answer how we're looking, right? It's, right? Right now, even in practice, we're not allowed to have any contact, you know. So you're kind of trying to run drills right now that are – flow drills and a lot you know a lot of two-on-ones high flow high intensity fast-paced stuff but we know that that's not the way the game played it's it's going to be uh it's going to be different in a game situation when you have a a 16 year old defenseman going into the corner with a 21 year old overager it's you know things yeah. aren't exactly the way you think they're going to go so <laughs> we'll, we got to get some games under our belt before we can i can honestly answer that so, did you guys have any fights in camp? Nothing. No, I mean, it's <laughs> it's very laid back, uh, just basically skills and, you know, just no contact, high intensity, fast-paced, 
flow, flow, flow. That's basically all we're running right now. Is that what the coach told you to say? <laughs> no, no, that's 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 what we're doing. No, seriously, there's there hasn't been one fight or nothing in camp yet. Because we just had Mike uh, Paley on here last, the last interview we we did, and uh, we asked him the same question, and he said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the game is honestly going, too. I mean, you're still going to get the fights in camp. But it's not like back when we played hockey. Like, there was four or five fights in a, in a, in a game in camp. Yeah. You're lucky if you get two fights in all of the camp now. Like, it's, it's, it's a big change from the way it was. Yeah. It's a different style of hockey, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. Actually, how many guys do you have that are from uh... – Wheatley. Oh, okay. You guys asked me that question last time. I think I counted eleven guys from Wheatley. Same. Yeah, I want. I want to say there's without looking at the list. Uh, yeah, probably about that number. Um, I know we we have a couple more kids from Wheatley in camp. They're not not signed yet, but they are there. So we'll see what happens there. We could have more than that. Wow. That's nuts. It's always good to have a bunch of the hometown boys, right? Well, hometown kids put uh, fans in the stands. They're going to bring mom out and dad out and sister out and grandma out and grandpa out and everybody they can bring out from their hometown. So, you know, that's, it's, a, it's a good thing to have hometown kids in the lineup for sure. What, what nights are your uh, home games? Wednesday night. Wednesday nights? Yeah, Wednesday nights. It used to be Monday night, but uh, I'm not sure when they changed it. About four or five years ago, they changed it Wednesday night. I think it was a competition thing with uh, Monday Night Football. We're we're losing out. <laughs> I was gonna say now we're gonna have to like shoot out there on a Wednesday night for a game. Two nights to drink OVs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's talk we're gonna get that bar hopping and rolling for our games. So I know they uh, they only have it open for select games, but there's talk that they're gonna try and get it open for all the games. So yeah, the Essex sure. one is open all the time. Open for all the time. Every game. Yeah, well, there's a lot of uh, hoopla you got to go through to get uh, get the licensing for yeah. all that stuff. And mm-hmm. A little bit different in Chatham, Kent, from Essex County. So I know the boys are working on it, so we'll see where it goes from there. Um, who, who's the most exciting player you're looking forward to seeing this year on your team? Uh, most exciting player on my team that I'm looking forward to seeing play this year, if we get to play this year. There's a kid that I coached in midget, coached last season, and I think if he brings it the way I know he can bring it, um, Dawson Isles can do some damage out there. He's got all the tools that he, he could bring to the table that he could be a dominant player in this league. He'll be an overager this year. So if he brings what I know he can bring, I'm excited to see that kid play hockey this season, knowing that it's his last year and he's going to bring everything he can because it's that's it for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Forward? Is he forward? He's a forward, but I actually had him playing defense for me in the playoffs last year. Oh, wow. Now, how, yeah, how, can, how, sorry, go ahead. He can do both. Uh, I know he, he his heart set on forward, but uh, – when I asked the kid to play uh, defense last year because we had some injuries, he stepped in, did a really good job. I, I wasn't hard to convince him. I told him you're going to get more ice time, right? Defense yeah. always – you only have six. He won't be as tired. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, uh, he, I, think, I think he enjoyed himself. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he enjoyed himself. But, yeah, the kid can play hockey. 
how, how did you get asked to uh, come coach in uh, Wheatley? How did I get asked? Uh, I didn't. They, I asked them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I was, I've been coaching, uh, like just minor hockey throughout the years and I wanted to get back into junior hockey and, uh, you know, I went about it the old conventional way. I, uh, I have a resume for hockey and the whole works with everything, you know, accomplished as a player and as a coach and all that stuff. And I threw it out there and, uh, got a phone call and, and, uh, from there on, I mean, I mean, it helps. I know the guys that, uh, you know, director of hockey ops and the general manager and all that stuff. I do know. And I actually coached hockey with the, with one of the guys. So, I mean, it's not like they didn't know who I was. So as soon as I showed that I was interested in coming out, they said, yeah, come on out. And uh, from there, everything uh, took shape and, you know, got another season under my belt with the Sharks and back again. So. Now, was there like a, an interviewing process? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had that, it, I think it had some whiskey involved. And, uh, <laughs> Billy, we're going to have to cut that out. Yeah, yeah. But it's weirdly. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the interview process was, uh, you know, come on out. We'll talk about it. And uh, basically, it went to training camp last year. And uh, all the guys that were there as the coaching staff um, were up in, the, up in the booth evaluating what was going on, on the ice. And they asked me, are you comfortable with running the practice? You, you set it up, you run it. And, and, uh, I did, and, and I think they liked what I did. And from there on, I was, you know, with, with the shirt. So. Did they say, because we're going to be crushing beers and you can. No, no, <laughs> no, I, you know, I know there's, there's Wheatley has, Wheatley has that, uh, stigma that, uh, you know, beer drinking, whiskey drinking, you know, son of a bitches. No, but you know what? They're very professional. The team is run, um, very professional uh you know i'm not gonna lie yes you know after after a game there's you know a couple drinks had but like every other hockey team we always you know for sure everybody's got a few drinks after the game but it's a very professional setting with these guys it's uh it's run like any other junior hockey team i've been a part of and uh not saying uh you know that uh, like i said the beers don't get drank they do get drunk Mm -hmm. and uh and but no it's good times i really like that arena too that's a really nice arena. Wheelie? Well, it's one of the yeah. last old school ones. Yeah, really. but that's yeah. what I mean. The, the, the uh, what do you call it? Nostalgic yeah. or whatever I it is. I've been there in a long time. Yeah. Well, Grace played out there last year, I think it was, and we were out there a couple times. And I, I just like that place. It's just, yeah. It reminds me of the old barn in Essex, you know, yeah. but a little little fancier. Mm-hmm. Best ice in the league. Yeah. Best well, because it's so fucking cold in Wheatley. <laughs> they keep that ice chilled. It's the hardest, fastest ice there is in the league. I always thought Harrow was, too. Well, Harrow's got good ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't play there, right? No. No. You know, but, uh, like, like Leamington, it seems like their ice is a little softer. Essex, the ice is a little softer. I don't know if it's a new way of doing uh, the compressor units in the rinks, but uh, it's not not that old school feel, that crunch. Eh? You get that crunch in that ice yeah. in Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me ask you a question. I like, I like asking all our guests this. Uh, so if um, you know how the, the baseball guys have their walk-up music when they come to bat. Now, if you were to score a goal, you know, in junior or whatever, and they were to play your song, what song would it be? <laughs> so, you know, I ever hear that circus song? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> favorite. It probably, it probably bounced off about four heads and a couple of asses, then went in the net. 
Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that would be my song. Yeah. That's fucking funny. That's a new one. We've never heard that one. No, we've <laughs> heard all kinds of jams. Yeah. And that- <laughs> Girls want to have fun. Fuck, we've heard everything. Yeah, no, no, that, that would be the song right there because I was definitely not a goal scorer. And the goals that I did score, half the times I didn't even realize I scored them. Did, you know, everybody put their hands up. And I'm like, did I score? Yeah, you scored. <laughs> yeah, the time delay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, he's the guy shooting the, like, the like, 180 feet shooting for those empty netters, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, mean, I remember one goal, really, I went off, like, four guys in the net. And I'm, like, looking through everybody. Everybody's got their hands up. I'm like, I put my hands up. Hey, I scored a goal. So, <laughs> I was not a goal scorer. That's hilarious, man. Well, what was your favorite arena to play in? Oh, my favorite arena to play in, this is going back up to Thunder Bay, uh, the Fort William Gardens. Um, it would have been – they're still still playing out of the arena, but it's probably about – I want to say at least 65 years old to 70 years old. I'm not a hundred percent sure on the, on the date, but it's like the old Windsor barn, right? Yeah. But, uh, they, they retrofitted it with some new seats and brought it up to, made it up to date, but uh, it was still that classic, um, you know, small hallways underneath the stands going in the dressing rooms. And it was just, it's that old barn, like uh, Chatham Memorial type yeah. of ring. And, uh, that was my favorite place to play um, up there. And my favorite place to play down here, playing hockey, was probably, like, the old Leamington Arena. Yeah. yeah. Nothing compared to that. You know, to this day, I still say there's nothing like the old Leamington Arena. I got thrown out so many ice, hockey games there. You could skate to the dressing room in the, in the north end because the ice would freeze all the way to the dressing room for the yeah, gym. You could go right down that ramp. Yeah. 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 That was, that was on the south end. Yeah. But on the north end, the Zamboni went off. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you, and it would be dropping water the whole way to the garage part and then it freeze up every winter. And it was like you could skate right to the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other end was like almost the same way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the other end was that you had that big ramp that went down into the basement, yeah. Yeah, I got thrown out of lots of games there, so I went down that ramp a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic bar, man. I love that place. <laughs> That's funny. So how do, you, how do you think your team's going to compare with all these other wagons that you got going on with Bell River and, uh, you know, uh, Essex? Amsburg. Where, 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 do you, where do you guys see yourself, like, position-wise come playoff time? You know, honestly, um, come playoff time, we're talking this season, right? Yeah. With all the weird stuff going on, I can't see why we cannot compete with those teams. We always have competed with them. And, um, you know, uh, especially if there's no hitting, I mean, I really – it's going to be weird. Like, it's hard to forecast what's really going to happen. Like, how – how is Bell River going to come out? They always been that, you know, that older, bigger type of hockey team. And it's not that they were rough. They had a ton of skill all the time, but sometimes it felt like you're men versus boys. You know what I mean? If you had a young hockey team, they're always an older hockey team, but if you take that uh, physical part out of the game, how are they going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Um, It's too hard, too hard to tell. I here, I'm going to lie. We're going, we're going to win it all this year. (laughs) 
No. I wouldn't say you're lying. Everybody's got a chance. You're only playing that, 19 games, right? That was right now. That's that's the plan. Nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen. Um, you know, every year I go into the season thinking that we have a chance. And last year I thought we had a chance going to the playoffs. You know, we 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 had a hard series versus Essex, and uh, it went went to 73's way. But I mean, it was it was a battle right to the end. I mean, we had the lead in game six with I don't know five minutes left, and you know they scored a couple quick ones, went two one. You know, we won. With the other game we lost, we lost one nothing. You guys scored with like 30 seconds left in the game. It was a tight series. It could have went either way. And with Bell River, you know, it's one thing to play them regular season, but once you get uh, – shouldn't say Bell River. Sorry, I get that stuck in my head. Lakeshore. They're not Bell River anymore. Lakeshore. I always say Bell River too. So, yeah. Somebody says, hey, we're going to Lakeshore. I'm like, where's that? Yeah. You know, in a, in a, in a series – there's always adjustments that can be made to play a team like that where, you know, whether you're going into a defensive shell trap and do whatever you have to do to, to uh, hold that talent back. And so, I mean, if you, if you can make the right adjustments and uh, bring everything you got to the table, there's no reason that that team can't be beat either. Mm-hmm. Like they're always going to be a good hockey team, but yeah. everybody can get beat. And uh, you just got to bring it. That's why we play the games, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you guys were, uh, you know, you sit down and you have your meetings on who you're keeping and who you're not keeping, did you end up having to let some guys go that are, like, a little more rough and tumble and kind of go with a more uh, finesse guy? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be hard decisions to do when you, you know, these guys are bread and butter guys that every team needs you know, when it comes right down to it and then you start, you have to put it in perspective in all honesty, right. And say, well, we can't hit. So why would we put this guy on the team? Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, We have not been put in that position where we yet, where we had to cut anybody because that's what the only thing they brought to the table. Mm -hmm. Luckily the guys that are physical are also very good hockey players. Um, you know, I had one defenseman, uh, Brett Thomas, the other day, he was, you know, I think he, we did a little shootout at the end just for some fun, and the guy was just scoring every time he went down and going, holy Christ, why aren't we putting this kid up front? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, he's known, he was known for, like, he he would line guys up and just crush them. He, he was the guy, the go-to guy if I needed a big hit. So it's not to say that these guys don't have talent, because they do have talent. It's not it's not like back, you know, in the, in the 90s and the 80s when you had guys that, all they did was hit and fight and actually brought no talent to the team. That's all they did. Right. We don't have those guys anymore. So um, the guys that we do have that do do that, do have enough talent to play a more finesse game. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guys that we brought on board, you know, or or thinking about bringing on board um, are definitely a little more high flying, um, Fasting, faster skating, uh, less physical than what I'm used to, but that is an area of the game that when that game, that part of the game comes back, and hopefully it does, um, I can bring that. I can show them what they need to do and get them where I want them to be, because they're they're not little guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not small 
high flying guys. They're still big kids. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that you can't teach that physical part of the game and get those kids to play a little more physical, but the way the game has changed, uh, I mean, there's not a ton of hitting like there used to be. And so it's already, the team has already been adapted to that type of game. Um, you know, it's, I, I really don't see us playing with no hitting this year, but Hey, maybe we will. Do uh, you guys know who's going to be wearing letters on your team? Uh, we have not discussed that yet. Okay. But, I, mean, I mean, yeah, we do, we have an idea, but uh, we always leave it up to coaching staff and team to vote that in. So, I mean, I can't tell you for sure who's going to be what. Just thought I'd ask. And you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought i'd ask <laughs> um so if there was one story that you would want to be remembered by you know your favorite story that whatever game whatever whatever it was what would the one you'd want to be known most for well, there's two okay there's i two. like two can i bring two to the yeah table? absolutely yeah. all right one was uh more town we're in Moortown, uh, playing with the Canadians, uh, center ice, Buffy Simons, buckets off, let's go, roll up the sleeves, good tilt, back and forth. It was a good fight. Coming off the ice, the one end, there's a couple undressed Moortown players chirping me. And uh, I don't know, something clicked in my head, so I decided to grab one of them out of the stands, which I actually had to physically reach up. <laughs> grab him and ripped him out of the stands. He landed on his back on the cement, which I'm now on with my skates. So you can imagine what kind of traction I have. Um, then the other player that was standing right beside him did a flying jump kick off the, off the stands right in the back of my head. And before I know it, uh, I don't know if you remember the old Moortown rink where I'm not the old Moortown, it's still the same rink, but back then there was like no glass behind the bench. It was like the old form type thing, right? I remember the coaches were over there, both sets of coaches, Moortown, Bell River coaches were over there, players, fans. It was just chaos. I'm on the on the cement trying to fight guys that are in shoes. I'm sliding all around, probably sparks flying off my skates. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because, I, I, you know, a story like that, like, are you, are you kidding me? You get put in jail for something like that. No, all they did was they locked me in the dressing room for the rest of the game and told me I wasn't allowed to come out. And the game continued on. And, uh, yeah, so that was my Moortown story. Uh, the other story, uh, I, we talked about him earlier, Dave Sternbauer. Um, in my mind, probably the toughest guy in the league back then. And uh, I went uh, – well, I went – decided to go buckets off with him at Center Ice in Bell River. And then I realized how big he was and how stupid I was for deciding to do this. <laughs> And uh, then I, you know, I took off my, so somehow, you know, shoulder pads were different back then, a lot smaller. I unstrapped my shoulder pads and pulled them out from my, underneath my jersey. Still have my jersey on at that point. And I'm going, oh, Jesus Christ, I still, you know, I better get more stuff off here. So I took the jersey off. before This is before the fight started. <laughs> we're just circling around each other. So by the time I actually got close enough to think about throwing a punch, so all I had on was my, my wristbands. And my, and my bottoms. I had no undershirt, no nothing on. It was just nothing. 
And uh, I'm like, all right, here we go. He's got nothing to hold on to. I should be okay. And he grabbed my head with that big mitt he had. And just <laughs> He pushed me down to his skates, like, like, kiss my feet. Like, I swear my lips were at his, his skate laces. And he's hitting me with, like, these bombs coming from up in the sky as I'm going down. And so, like, all right, my head's hitting off the top of Thank God the refs got into that one. And uh, that was my uh, my claim to fame with Dave Sternbauer. I, uh, I had to kiss his feet that night. <laughs> when, when you were uh... – Taking off all your clothes and shit. Was that music playing in the background? Probably. 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 My dad was at the game and he kept telling me, he goes, Stall, stay away from him. Stay, don't get close. Of course, what I do, I got in nice and tight where he could just bear hug me and wrestle me and down I went. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get him on the show. Like, I, there's been a lot of people talk some stuff about that guy, and and if anything, and all, this tough son of a bitch, every story starts out like that, you know. You know what though? He was a nice guy. There was, and you know, yeah. it'd be awesome if you did get him on the show. I'd love to watch that because, you know, off the ice, talk to him. Nice guy. You know, played soccer against him in high school. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, just a good old farm boy. Yeah. How does a guy but, that big uh, play soccer? Uh, you know, I don't even know. It was bad. You know, it was Essex. You know, you guys. <laughs> he, goalie? You guys did not play <laughs> he the goalie. He wasn't a goalie. He wasn't a goalie. I don't know. <laughs> he was um, but, uh, you know, he, he was just a good, good old farm boy. So nice yeah, I heard guy. Nothing I, about I, good I, things I, from him, about him. Sorry. He fought Dean Marion like probably six times. And I want to say beat him four times, but I'm not, you know, that's my personal opinion. And we all know about Dean, May- Dean Mayran, right? So, yeah, he was one tough kid. So, yeah, Dave, Dave was, uh, he had everything going for him, you know, too bad he uh, couldn't uh, go on a little further from uh, Junior C because uh, with a little help with his uh, talent side, he probably could do some damage. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like, it was like Chara, you know, that's what he looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, man, we don't want to, like, hold you up. We know you have to go to camp. You got all that shit going on tonight, practice and everything. So we just want to say best of luck to everybody. Uh, Hopefully you guys have some games this year. We're going to try to uh, head out there for one. So maybe we'll, like, meet you for a few of those beers after. Sounds good to me. Yeah, all the all the best of luck in the world, eh? And really appreciate you coming back on and yeah. uh, helping us out with the uh, the podcast. And you know, we'd we'd love to get your head coach or your general manager on here. Like, if mm-hmm. uh, you could put in a good word for us, that'd be fantastic. I will do that. I'll ask him tonight. See who wants to jump on with you guys. Yeah, we just want to take care of all the local guys. And there, there's nothing. Nobody's taking care of Junior C. You know what I mean? So why not? I yeah, know. You know, it's too bad because it's really, really good hockey. You know, it is. I think, I think it's make, I think it's making a comeback. You know, with the fans and everything like that coming back out. I know Wheatley, we got you know, a lot more representation in the stands than what uh, we did the previous years. But uh, it's, it's good hockey. You know, it's. It it's, is. Why, why, why pay? Uh, you know, what is it, eighty dollars for a ticket to go sit in the nosebleeds at the NHL game when you can pay, you know, ten bucks go watch these guys play and have have a couple beers and you're, you're home before 10 o'clock at night so perfect and you're crushing right my dogs and french fries oh, yeah. right. 
<laughs> All right, brother. Best of luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. And this next episode of Hat Trick Hockey is brought to you by Direct Electric, serving the Windsor-Essex County area for all your electrical needs. Call 519-796-8913. That's Direct Electric. Around, around the, the corner, corner around, around the, the clock. clock. There he was, folks, the goose. Paul Gossman, assistant coach of the Wheatley Sharks. Great guy. First time we ever met this guy. So we had him in, and uh, he was actually supposed to be one of the first first freaking episodes for us. Well, something got all messed up with the whole audio, so we couldn't use it. So we get him back. That's what you guys just heard. Well, we were on Zoom, and what would happen was he was, like, trying to figure out his Zoom. So it was, like, a black screen. We could hear him, but we couldn't see him. So, uh... So he's like trying to figure it out. He's cussing this. We're laughing. And then, bam, the video clicked in. And there he was, just grin, ear to ear, missing a front tooth. We all immediately just started like dying laughing. So he was a hilarious guy. So we love loved him on here. Great guy. Um, we just want to wish him and the Sharks the best of luck this year. Like we said, the hockey world is super slow, so like we've already kind of shot the shit about everything. Everything like I'm hoping that like fuck someone make a move, something, make a, a deal, a trade, a signing, like give us something here to talk about. Like we this is w- why we're here. So it's super slow, so it sucks. Um so quick little update on our merch store actually. Uh the merch store we're just waiting on the website. I'm Hoping that it's done within the next week or two, uh, just so we can get it rolling for the holidays. It's going to have a bunch of styles of shirts, hoodies, toques, ball hats, masks, anything, you name it, it's there. So that's all going to be through Laser Art and Harrow, so you guys are all going to have to check that out. When I get the link here, I'll drop it on the page soon, so hopefully everybody can get their stuff before the holidays. Christmas is coming, I know I definitely want to get some merch going, so it's going to be great. So look for that. Um, On that note, I'm going to go have a couple beers and watch some more football like we've been doing all day. Until then, Ant, Rob, and Wally signing off. We'll see you next week. See ya.